This podcast is for entertainment purposes only. If you feel you or, or someone you know is struggling with mental health, please seek counseling. If you feel you or someone you know is in danger, please call a local emergency number or the National Suicide Prevention Line at 1-800-273-8255. That being said, let's start the show. Everybody, and welcome to the Brain Drain Zone, a podcast where a clinical mental health counselor and a dorky writer sit down to discuss and explore the psychology and nerddom that is so close to our hearts. Join us as we discuss the psychology of life, comics, music, and anything else we can think of. My name is Chris Courtney. And I'm Heather Feely. And as I said, welcome to the Brain Drain Zone. Hi, Heather. Hey. How are you? I'm sleepy. <laughs> okay. So, tell tell our listeners what uh, since you're you, since you are the dorky writer, let's uh, uh, tell our, tell our listeners about what what you, what your projects past and present have been. Well, past projects. Well, if we got to go way way back, I published a few things in a young writer's journal that's local to Columbus. But uh, my first publication, official publication, was on Amazon, a little short story book called Wine Night at the Asylum. I wrote with my buddy Liam Chambers. And I just recently published a poetry book, a short poetry book, called uh, Poems by a Twenty-Something. And I got a few more uh, poetry books I'm hoping to get out by the end of this year. And, uh, yeah. Other than that, all I've done is, like, uh couple of articles on the internet <laughs> okay and i have read those articles and they are fantastic comic reviews thank you um as far as my own works um i am i have no idea when i'll release it but i'm working on a book about mental health uh and my own life and my own theories as well as other the theories of others and it will be called Cats on the Ceiling. I would say don't look for it yet because, I, like I said, I have no idea when it's going to come. So, I will say this podcast was inspired by two other podcasts that, uh, from someone who I know and respect a lot. Uh, one is called Baking with Booze and the other is called Root Tap Radio. Um, definitely give both a listen. And as far as our own podcast, Heather, what are we, uh, what, what kind of things are we discussing in the future? Well, I mean, I can talk about some of the things I sent texts to you about, but, um, this podcast is mostly our mutual shared interests in nerdy stuff and psychology. Um, I have a BA in psychology and have not done much with that degree, but (laughs) I still do remain interested in 
like psychology videos and whatnot. And I still have maintain like a certain baseline knowledge of psychology. And I've pretty much been a nerd since. <laughs> God, I can't even tell you. Probably <laughs> when I was eleven. I have that's I think that's when I consciously remember getting my first comic. Though my I probably read a few before that. What Star- was the first comic? Oh, God. I stole it from my piano <laughs> teacher when I was young. It was this weird... Well, there were two comics. The one, first one was, like, the space adventures of, like, this albino kid who got shot into space because his dad accidentally ejected him right after he was born. He was raised by robots, but whatever. And the other one was, like, an anti-drug storyline. Mm. You know, those, like, 80s... Yeah, like, dare kind of things. And then my, uh stepdad for one of my birthdays he got me the third volume of the sandman series and that's the hooray yeah and that's the one where uh death encounters like the metamorpho woman and helps her die the kind of a depressing one but well, whatever well i mean i've i've read that story too and i i wouldn't say it's that depressing i mean it's it, you're right it is a it is kind of depressing because of the just the whole air of the thing but, you know, I, th- I think the fact that she finally gets what she wants is kind of more of a hopeful message, I guess. I, I don't know. Well, I just found it depressing because she became a hero against her will, and her life just completely went downhill after that. And just, she just got to the point where she wanted to die in the first place. I, I think that's depressing. Oh yeah, that that's totally depressing. But like I said, I I th- I think the fact that she's visited by death and then death sort of gives her a little nudge and in I the will, right direction. And I will say Neil Gaiman's uh, death, the way he uh, portrays death in that comic, it kind of messed me up with my personal views on death, making it seem a lot more gentle than it probably should be. Oh lord. I I mean, if I were to die, she would be the one I would want to see. Okay, that that's probably a fair statement. Right. Uh. <laughs> but after that, I've mostly been into manga and got back into comics in college, and here I am. Okay. I will say I, as far as the psychology bit, well, we'll, we'll start with comics, and we'll get into the psychology bit later. Um, my own interest in comics began with when I was a kid and I was reading Spawn comics I had n- and I had no idea what what I was reading but it was it was fun that 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 it was fun it was violent and everything like that everything a small boy wants in a comic book um and then I kind of fell off the, the face of the earth concerning comics for a while and then I discovered a graphic novel by the name of Superman Exile I had tried to read some comic or some graphic novels before that, but mom took them away because those were too violent, which to this day baffles me. But um, I mean, the Spawn one, yeah, you can make the argument there, but right. But she didn't take away the Spawn one; she took away the Buffy the Vampire Slayer ones. <laughs> um, and that that whole uh, thing is a story of its own. Yeah, but th- that. I'm not sure we have time to get into that. But, um, and then after that, um, I started, I stumbled upon the Sandman series, speaking of, um, because of 
mostly because a friend in high school lent, lent me his copy of Preludes and Nocturnes. And that was the moment I not only fell in love with the Sandman, but just Neil Gaiman stuff in general. Um, and I have been reading voraciously ever since. You know, it, 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 uh, that's, I guess that's all I can say on that because there, I mean, there's so much to say. I've read so much. I've read the long Halloween, like Batman stuff. I've read independent third, third party comics, dark, dark horse image, stuff like that, which is actually what we plan to try to stick to. As far as our coverage of comic books, we're going to try and uh, stick to third-party publishers and independent publishers. That way, that people, you know, those people get a little more airtime, and we and we don't further saturate, or we don't further saturate too much the whole realm of DC and Marvel because I feel like those are talked about quite a bit. I would add a little note there, unless we are doing an episode about a specific author that's near and dear to our hearts. Right. Because if you're a big name in comics, you probably worked for DC or Marvel. Or, or at least if you're relatively popular enough, you have worked for DC and Marvel. Right. I, I don't know if you want to do an episode on, like, Earth Ennis or whatnot. Uh, I, I think that would be a great idea. And... <laughs> and also, we, we'll probably do some imprints and some stuff on, like, Vertigo and stuff like that since DC closed out Vertigo last year. Um, and they had a lot of imprints. Not just Vertigo, but a lot of them. Yeah. It's, it's kind of crazy. They were like the comic... Marvel and DC are like the comic book version of Disney and Warner Brothers where they just buy up, like, little itty-bitty properties <laughs> and try to morph them into their own. I think i i can't argue with that that i think that's a fair statement and now that i'm thinking about it, kind of like how uh, the roman empire would just assume other people's cultures and try to morph them into their own <laughs> ah, so that trend yeah. has not changed for humanity yeah nope nope it hasn't um speaking of which speaking of like i guess heavier topics like current events past events etc um I will say there. This podcast will. We're talking about comic books, which means we're probably going to talk about politics in some way, shape, or form. But I want to stress. I I just want to stress we are nonpartisan. We're you know we're not going to take sides in political issues. We have we we share our our opinion or we share our views on human rights issues and everything. But as far as political issues, we're going to try and stay in the middle. Yeah, because unfortunately with psychology and comics, politics somehow get roped into all that. We don't know. I can't really explain to you why, but it happens. And if we have to talk about it, we will. But we're not going to focus in on that. No. Um, so, that being said... Um, I will say you, for... You forgot to talk about your psychology. Could oh, you yes. Sorry. I Yeah. Anyway. It's been a long day, folks. <laughs> yes, it has been a very long day, and it's been a very hot day and everything. Um, my psychology cr 
credentials. And, uh, I will say I, that my interest in psychology, uh, true, I guess, currently truly began when I took a couple of psych classes in um, undergrad, and I just kind of I liked what I was learning and decided like I can I can study this, and I ended up majoring with a BA with a BA in psychology um, from OSU. And eventually I would, after that, I would go on to get my master's degree from UD uh, in clinical mental health counseling. I am currently a licensed professional counselor um, at, I'm, I'm not sure what else I can say beyond that. I'm, I will say I'm working under supervision to get a few other credentials added to my belt, but that's about it. Um, and my, I think my interest in psychology, like I said, came from both my studying in bachelor's, in, in my bachelor's degree and my own sort of twisted sense of self because... Well, that I'm sure, listeners, you you will learn how twisted I can be as we move forward with cert, with more episodes. Specifically pertaining to our personal collections and what exactly we're going to be covering, because we will be we're going to be covering some fucked up topics. <laughs> to say the very least, we're we're it's gonna get it's gonna get dark in a few episodes. Yeah, but but, but hey, that's psychology for you. Yep, and if you'll just. Stay with us for the ride. I'm sure we'll be able to entertain you, um, dear listeners, as we move on. Anyway, so now that I have given my credentials and I have given my two cents on the subject of psychology, um, is there anything else? I mean, I know we wanted to talk about... We went shopping today and bought more comics because that's kind of what we do occasionally. Um, we find leafing through long boxes to be fun, folks. Yes. <laughs> you never know what you can find. You always find some of the strangest stuff in there. Oh, yeah. Plus, the trade paperback bins at a, at, there's a comic shop. Literally across the street from him. Pretty much, yeah. Um, and they have like a $5 bin box and it's... Mostly the same stuff. They got a crap ton of copies of The Death of Superman, but sometimes you'll find some interesting stuff there. Indeed. Well, uh, let's start. Heather, what did you find today? At least on the comic book aspect of it. Uh, well, when we were over at Bell Book, I found... They have this uh, long box of bundled issues where they have the entire, like... Basically the entire graphic novel, but it's the issues bundled up into like a little plastic baggie. And I found three of those. One called Vermilion from the Helix imprint by DC, which I'm not entirely sure what it's about, but I guess I'll find out soon enough. <laughs> um, a short mini anthology series called Weird War Tales, which it looks like to be like just four issues of short stories written by a couple of big names, including uh, Grant Morrison and Peter Milligan. And Brian Azzarello. 
And then I found Garth Ennis's War Stories. And if you know anything about Garth Ennis... That's going to be fun. <laughs> well, A, it's going to be fun, and B, it's going to be d- bleak. <laughs> yeah, but it's going to be charmingly bleak. <laughs> where, you, where you don't exactly feel suicidal, but you at least feel down for the rest of the day. Oh, I don't know. It, I, 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 think, I think he gets... He should, he should get a little more credit than that. It's not... I mean, as it's far not, as the, it's not one. It's not going to be one of his funnier. No, I mean that's probably true. I mean, I, it, we're talking about war stories, so it's it's yeah, it's probably going to be bleak. But I'm I'm willing to bet there's some humor thrown in there. Someone's going to get their dick mutilated. I'm sure that will happen. <laughs> but anyway, uh, the last two I found was the first volume of Blade of the Immortal, which is one of those comics that I found floating around on like forums and in comic shops and it's like that kind of looks interesting but I could never find like the first volume mm-hmm. so I found the first volume and I'm like hey I'm gonna give it a shot and the last one is one I found at half price book called uh, Kinoko Inu Mushroom Pup and that's the manga right yeah it's the manga it is unfortunately bright pink on the cover <laughs> And it makes me look totally girly when I'm holding it, but it looks like an adorable story of a guy kind of dealing with the grief of losing his dog when a mushroom pops out of the ground and turns into a dog. I'm not entirely sure of the logic behind that either, but I'm sure I'm going to find out. Sounds to me like there is no real logic. It's just things. Cutesy things. Yes, cutesy things happening. Um... As far as what I found, one of them will I will say Heather found and then brought it to me. Um, it is a it is called House of Mystery under New Management. It is by Matthew Sturgis, Luca Rossi, and Jose Marcin Jr. Um, it has a number of short stories in it. As I as far as I can tell, it is from the Vertigo label. Um, I. The art style, I will say, the art style is pretty interesting. And I, th- I think we should probably explain what the House of Mystery is. It's kind of a, it's, I want to say it's a spinoff of Sandman, but House of Mystery has been around for a long time. I mean, and, well, so has Sandman, to be honest with you. Well, Neil Gaiman's Sandman was from the 90s, but House of Mystery is l- older than that. They've kind of been in the background of DC Comics, but whatever. Okay. Um... Yeah, so I'm I'm looking forward to that, and another. This is another, and there is another one, another set of comic books that Heather found and brought to me, because that seems to be the way it works half the time, <laughs> when we when we go to the comic book store, is that I am looking for things and I can't find anything, and then she finds something interesting, and I'm like mine. <laughs> um, Appar- apparently, I'm the better searcher for comic books between the two of us. Uh, apparently. <laughs> Um, but this one is called Vamps, Hollywood, and Vane. It's another DC, DC Vertigo title. Um, it's written by Elaine Lee and... Or it's done by Elaine Lee and William Simpson. He, um, he was carrying around this one comic that was Vamps, and he decided not to go with it. And then I, at that point in time when he was putting it back I, I found that in the uh, long box and I'm like hey dude check this out it's only five bucks <laughs> well that, that works that's true uh, I although I will say I ultimately decided not to go with the other vamps because 
while it is, while it was from the series Sandman Mystery Theater, which I do love as well. Um, it was volume three, and I have a very weird compulsion when I buy when I buy volumes and stuff that I don't have. I have to start with the first issue, otherwise I feel out of whack. As and as someone who has read Sandman Mystery Theater at that to that point, well, I went a little further than that. That story, once you find out the villain's motivation and you find out everything, it's an uncomfortable story. <laughs> Like, it actually deals with themes of sexual assault. Oh, and dear. Well, not just sexual assault, like, just straight-up rape. Oh, oh, okay. Yeah, that that sounds horrifying, and I'm... Uh, oh, my God. Okay. <laughs> you're, okay. you're just now thinking, okay, it's a good idea I didn't buy that then. <laughs> At least not today, no. I mean, it's... Yeah. But, I will say, also, I also acquired some titles at the regular bookstore... Um, half price. Ha- yes, at half price books. Um, the- they are psychology books because that is the fir- that is the second section I go to when when I go there. Uh, the first one is called the Crazy Like Us: The Globalization of American Psyche. Um, it basically talks about how. Uh, American style sort of styles of depression and PTSD and stuff like that has has begun to spread around the world and um, how quote unquote Western healers often steamroll indigenous expressions of mental health and madness and replace them with our own. So that sounds like a boatload of fun. That does sound interesting. Like different cultures have their own like way of not i don't want to say expressing mental health illness and mental health but just understanding it right and and there are some things that other that uh that are like natural in others in other cultures that we may see as mental illness when it's actually a perfectly normal cult well a perfectly neurotypical cultural phenomena yeah that's the fun part about psychology folks is what's defined as a mental illness in one culture is not considered a mental illness in another culture. Exactly. And yes, it's frustrating to study, but that's how, that it is what it is. Yep, and when you know too, and as a dear friend of mine once told me, when you know too much, it, it can be very frustrating when you just know too much about psychology and you can just, not that you defend everybody's reasons for de- doing things, but you understand where they were coming from because you no psychology and it just becomes uh, it can become frustrating um the second book i found was is called psychology's ghosts the crisis in the profession and the way back um Hmm. it apparently it identifies the four problems in contemporary psychology there being the indifference to the indifference to the setting in which observations are gathered, including age, class, etc. Uh, the assumption... No. The habit of basing inferences on single measures. The defining of mental illness by symptoms independent of their origin. And the treatment of mental disorders with, dr- with drugs and forms of psychotherapy that are non-specific to the diagnosed illness. So that, that one's... That one's going to be a real humdinger. <laughs> That's going to be... And then, 
Um, finally, I actually didn't get this high half price books. This actually came in the mail not too long ago. Uh, it is called Emotional First Aid, um, Healing, Reje Healing Rejection, Guilt, Failure, and Other Everyday Hurts by Guy Winch. Um, I heard about this book on a YouTube video, I believe it was psyched to go Oh, the loneliness video, yeah. Either, either the loneliness video, yeah, yeah, it was the loneliness video, and it was talking, and Psych2Go, by the way, is, is a YouTube channel that I think everybody should watch because it quote-unquote makes psychology more accessible to the to everyday people, and though, I agree though, with that. Though I will add this disclaimer, it is simplified psychology. Oh yeah, it is. It is it's heavily sometimes, simply, simplified, so don't take it completely at face value. Right. It's their fun tidbit information. It's fun tidbit information, but it is tidbit. Yeah, it's, it's they are it's, tidbits. It's often it's often well, I would say sometimes it's oversimplified. Um, but they do give disclaimers, so I think I think I think that sort of helps balance that out. Um did we ever get into what kind of episodes we were thinking about doing? Oh yeah. Um in, in the future um, what we're going to, um, we've talked about a few episodes, um, Heather, what kind of, what episodes have we talked about, like, like, really, like, well, heavily? one episode that I suggested to Chris that's gonna be a little more on the darker side, and that is the viewing of Titty Cut Follies, which was a documentary back in the 60s about the state of asylums. And we're going to talk about that, talk about the unfortunate dark history of psychology and how that not only has influenced pop culture, but how it's some of those harmful stereotypes and aspects are portrayed in comic books, particularly with Arkham Asylum. Which oh, is, yeah, that's, that's... While it's a fun place to have your villains at, it is absolutely not accurate to how mental health is handled. No, absolutely not. <laughs> like, um yeah that that's that's gonna be a real fun episode yeah <laughs> um uh, you were gonna say something else and um i guess we can talk about like various psychological themes that are expressed in comics or how certain characters might appear not not necessarily like psychoanalyzing them but like just how looking at their how they I, I can't think of a way to say it without making it sound like I'm psychoanalyzing them <laughs> I guess what you're trying to say is why certain characters appeal to fans more than others and what that can possibly say because there are some characters who are either mentally unwell or they're dealing with trauma that that uh speak to speak to fans more than others i'll say it, i'll put it that way and I'm, i think that's fair and i'm pretty sure one of the episodes we're planning on is gonna piss a lot of fans off uh yeah i mean well we'll we'll see we'll see how that episode goes um that's that's gonna take one thing's for sure that episode is gonna take a lot of planning oh yes um okay um I will say as far like I said before um, we while we will be covering imprints of like DC and stuff like that um, we will try our best 
to focus on or to put a lot of our focus on uh, characters and stories and comics from third party and independent publishers, like I said, such as Dark Horse or Image or what have you. So, Spawn, Witchblade, uh, Hellboy, um, The Mask, maybe, because I recently acquired a copy of the first volume of The Mask Omnibus. Spoiler alert, it is absolutely nothing like the movie. No, absolutely not. The, 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 the comic book is a lot more... Violent. Yeah, yeah. Yes, yes, yes it is. It is it's exceedingly violent. But it's st- I think it still has that element of fun that, the movie, that, that was in the movie. <laughs> I mean, it was violent, but it was fun. As, well, the movie is more awful. like a Looney Tunes and cartoony violence, right? And, and there was a little bit of that in the mask, but not. A I've whole seen lot. I've seen like uh, pages of it, and it's like, yeah, it's considered cartoony, but there's a lot more blood. Yeah, which is something you did not see in the movie. No, absolutely not. It was the movie was while the movie was good, it was not an accurate portrayal of the original comic. I find it a little funny that violence is okay so long as no no blood is spilt. That's a good point. That's 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 very. Because we all know that if you like beat someone up or like hit someone over the hammer, there's going to be blood. But it's considered too violent if you see even the slightest of blood. But like Tom and Jerry can go to town throwing anvils at each other, and that's just considered harmless fun. Right, and I, yeah, that's I, I would I would find that. I find that interesting because you know, as long as they have, as long as they just come out with a flat head and st- like a f- visibly flat head instead of gore, then it's 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 fine. Maybe we could do an episode on that on like what does influence like bad behavior in children because that's what's the big complaint with violent comics and whatnot. That'd be right. interesting. That that would be, but we, but obviously we'd have to emphasize that 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 is not a causal link at this point. You know that at this point, nor I, nor I will I will go out out on a limb and say, nor will it ever be a causal point. If your kid, honest to God, thinks that they could drop an anvil on someone and they'll be totally fine, I think you have bigger issues going on there. <laughs> yeah, that's that's probably a fair statement. Um, and, and at that point, I believe, you know, you should probably talk to the kid, be like, hey. Please don't. (laughs) (laughs) It's like, why, why do you have that anvil, Jimmy? Is, what, what is that? I'm just gonna drop this on Timmy and see what happens. Oh, God. (laughs) Don't worry, it's just like I saw in Looney Tunes. He's gonna turn into a pancake and then go back to normal. Oh, oh dear. Which, unfortunately, people have made that have made that uh, assertion about comics too that kids will try anything they see in comics. Right. I mean, I yeah, mean, people have been making that make making that claim about video games forever too. But I mean, of course, there's going to be some idiot kids that will try, but they fail very quickly, and they understand that they can't do the stuff in comic books, and then they move on with their lives. Yeah, I mean, there there are those kids who like who think they like, for example, think they can fly with cardboard and jump off the roof or of the of the garage, trying to f- flap their wings and realize very quickly that gravity is a thing. 
And that they do not have hollow bones or wings. No. Abs- well, I mean, they have wings made of cardboard, but that, that doesn't count. <laughs> you should use it. G- grocery bags. Instead, they could be like a little parachute on your arms. <laughs> oh, oh dear. Yeah, we we sort of uh, wandered off on our own there. Oh, that's fine. I, I, I think that's... Get used to this, folks. This is pretty much what the podcasts are going to be like. Yep. Yep. We tend... We we both tend to wander a bit, but that's what the that's what discussion is for. So, um, I think that's it as far as introductions go, introductions yeah. go, and as as far as a first episode, I think we're good. Um, well, folks, I this as far as I can tell, this right for right now, I believe this will be a monthly podcast. So. Once a month, I will do my best to release episodes regularly. And if you like it, you know, like it or, or whatever it is on Spotify that you that you up ratings, whatever. I don't know. I don't have Spotify yet. <laughs> I probably you're, should get you're it. You're younger than me. How do you not have... Even I have Spotify. I don't have a Netflix account either. That's... Uh. <laughs> Okay, okay, then. I'm a very unusual millennial. <laughs> well, as far as, like, apps and internet goes, I'm an unusual millennial. I would say that's accurate. But, I will say goodnight, folks, and I will hear... Or we will. We will talk to you next podcast. It's not just yours. <laughs> yes, I know.